Hey, 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 and welcome back to Intentionally Hoping. I would like to say a big thank you to everyone who listened to last week's episode, How I Speak to Myself and Others. I would really appreciate if you could just take the time, please, today and make a comment, rate and share. Let everybody find out where I am and how you're enjoying this podcast. And if this is your first time, welcome. I'm so happy you've joined me today. Please take the time to have a listen to last week's episodes and the previous episodes. Please take the time to follow me on Instagram and check out my post, Intentional Mindset Monday, posted every Monday, and the word of the day posted every Thursday. Disclaimer, I am not a counsellor yet. If any topic covered in this podcast affects you, please speak to a professional to support you in your healing journey. Personal disclaimer, this podcast is not about being perfect. I am not a perfect person and the lessons I would like to share are from my imperfect journey of events that have shaped my life in diverse ways. These experiences and events have taught me how to evolve, overcome, press through, respect the process of healing and renew my mind and body. This podcast is to hopefully encourage you to start your own journey. I really hope you do enjoy this podcast. The authenticity, the vulnerability of me expressing how I'm growing with intention every day. This is a series of five episodes of discovering who am I, what I discovered that may have been holding me back and the lessons I have learned to reconnect to myself. Each episode contains a topic, a nugget from the book of the month, the song of the week and a quote or a scripture. Here are the five headings, my outward self, my physical body, my inward self, mental and emotional wellness. How is my spiritual health? How I speak to myself and others and relationships. Wow, wow. We have come to the fifth and final episode in the series, guys. I can't believe it. That means I've done six podcast recordings. I can't believe it. Just a few weeks ago, this was just a dream of manifesting it and the process has been real believe me um understanding how to work the technology of the podcast realm and how to integrate with instagram facebook buzzsprout who is my podcast distributor it's been a real journey and more of the journey is I'm discovering so much more about myself. So I really do hope that you're enjoying this podcast. Um, We will be doing a review on this um, five series next week. And then we'll be starting a new episode, maybe going into another series. We don't know yet, but really I would like and appreciate if you could just take the time to give me some feedback. You know, this is, as I said, it's out of vulnerability, authenticity, what I'm trying to produce here. I really want to hear your feedback on how do you think the podcast is? Is there any topics that you would like to for me to bring up? Stuff like that. I'd, it's really helpful um, to help me to grow, to help the podcast to grow. And please do share, 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 share. 
So this last topic in the episode is called relationships. And in the dictionary, it just comes up with a couple of statements on relationships. A state of being connected or related. Association by blood or marriage kinship. The mutual dealings, connections or feelings that exist between two parties, countries, people, etc. Business relationship. An emotional or sexual affair or liaison. Relationships. We've all experienced them and we all know them so well. From the relationships with our parents, our first boyfriend, our first girlfriend, our best friend at school to our lifetime best friends and the relationships of ups and down friendships and you know, who you're, who you partner in. Hopefully you've got a life partner and, or you're on that journey of discovering a life partner for yourself. Relationships. Um, my first relationship is obviously with my mum and my dad. I mean, I was just a young little girl. Um, I know that my mum was quite young when she had me and, um, being a young mother, I, can just imagine how challenging that would be because you're doing most of your growing up with a child um so the whole journey of being a young mum is really quite scary and um the unknown and all the feelings and the emotions that she must have had as a young mum um I had my daughter when I was 18 and I felt that was a bit scary and I thought I was quite young as well um, to have a child at that age. So I can't imagine what my mum must have felt of having me a bit younger than that. So I didn't have the best relationship for a short period of time with my mum, um, as growing up. She obviously did her best in the time that she was my carer. Um, but then there was a time where I had to defend myself, look after myself, provide for myself at quite a young age. So I think my mother's and myself's relationship became very vulnerable, very uncertain, and I felt rejection, abandonment, and some hurt. And I think from that relationship, it kind of um, planted the seed of how other relationships may go because. I didn't always trust people with my true self or my feelings. I always had to be on guard. And that's because, you know, the relationship that you're supposed to have with your mother is really important to establish you um, as a, especially as a young woman. Um, She's the person that you look up to. She's the one that you um, guide yourself on how to be a, a good mother a good woman whatever it is and because of our relationship was quite fragile and I really do love my mum but I just feel that at that time not having her love have feeling her safety knowing that she really loved me and cared for me and was that protection and guidance for me um, it left me really quite vulnerable um, to any relationship that I had because I just didn't trust people enough to trust them with my love and trust them with my time and affection. And because of that, I kind of made some wrong choices in 
relationships. Sometimes um, I wanted to be loved and I wanted to feel safe and I wanted to feel protected. And um, sometimes when you love too much, you're open to that love being manipulated or abused. And sometimes it's maybe not even that. Maybe it's that that person is not in that space to give love to you the way that you want it. And I see that everybody sees love in a different way and expresses love in a different way. How you interact with people and form relationships is based on previous experience and how you've been loved as a child. So when I got into relationships um, as a young woman... I was quite vulnerable, as I said, but I always knew that there was people around me that did love me. Like, um, my dad always openly expressed his love for me. And, um, even though I did not share some of the stuff that went through with my mom, with my dad, I feel like I had a great relationship with my dad, um, my dad suffers with mental illness. So there's things that I couldn't really tell my dad that was going on at home and stuff. But my dad always, as I said, he was always on point in showing us love and affection. And if he said he was going to do something, he always did. And that was really good security for me to know that my dad was there. Um, later on in years, he moved out of the country. So he hasn't always been in my life as a person I could run to and talk to all the time. Um, about serious things in my life but I've always known that my dad loves me and that um, I always felt that he loved me and he cared for me and he openly expressed that love so that made me feel safe it made me know that I was loved and but I was lovable because your daddy loves you but because of his love and how I always saw my dad even though my mum and dad's relationship broke when we was quite young um I always saw my dad as quite reliable in a sense and um he always came through if he said he was going to do something he did it and I always felt that any person I wanted to be with would need to show them same attributes of being um committed to their words and to be able to express love freely as he did you know but yeah, I think it's really important that when you look at how you love, where do you get that vision of love from? Because they these are the two people who are in first contact with you to give you love. They're there hopefully when you're born. They're hopefully there when throughout your younger years of growing up. And they're supposed to give you that safety, that security, that love to feed you and look after you and treasure you. You know, those are the people, your caregivers, whether you're, they're your mother or your father, could be your auntie or um, some other form of caregiver. That person who's caring for you have a responsibility to love you and to love you well. And unfortunately, that is not the case for everybody. And so therefore, when we don't get that security and safety and assurance of being looked after with a passion and a desire, 
to do the best for you, it challenges your growth in other areas in relationships. And that's what it did for me. I was challenged in my future relationships, especially with my daughter, because I didn't have that relationship that I desired from my mum, because she just wasn't able to give me that at that time. I'm not sure of what she was going through at the time. But as I say, none of us are perfect. And she must have gone through stuff within her childhood that made her insecure and made her vulnerable to situations that she was dealing with or was affected by her past. So therefore didn't have the tools, didn't have the knowledge, didn't have the wisdom, didn't have the capacity to love, teach and guide us the way that, you know, I needed at that time. So, you know, that's just the way it is. And that caused me hurt and pain. And because of that hurt and pain, I really did struggle with my relationship with my daughter because I was so scared that I wouldn't love her the way that I wanted my mum to love me. And I used to pray about this all the time, you know, because that was the one thing I really wanted to get right was to have a mother and daughter relationship that was unbreakable. No matter what the season we would ever be in, I wanted to ensure that she knew that I loved her, I care for her, I want the best for her, she can come and talk to me. Um, And when they're young and you're loving them, you know, it's easy because, you know, they're not challenging you yet. (laughs) They're not answering you back yet or anything like that. So, you know, it's easy to love a baby and when they're toddlers and little, it's, it's easy, you know, and obviously there's always challenges in that growing period because you're growing as a person and that child is growing into a little, they are a little person, you know. So, but as my daughter was getting older as she started to have an opinion and a voice of her own. I'm trying my best to bring you up in a good solid home. Um, but you need to work with me, you know, and obviously little girls, they like to test their mothers. I think it's a mother and daughter thing. I don't know what really happens with, um, young ladies and their mums, but, um, yeah, we had a little periods, but I think that was just natural growth um hormones and the circles of life but um you know we have the most beautiful relationship we ring each other every day and um you know we have we we always laughing and joking and obviously she tries to be my mum but I am the mum here um so yeah we have the most beautiful relationship and I will go into this kind of how do you build good relationships in another episode because that's going to take a little bit of time to just break it down and, you know, to see the positives and the negatives and the tools that an experience that you get from bringing up children and having relationships with your mother and daughter. Uh, So I think that's definitely a good one to have. Maybe I'd even get her on to see <laughs> how she feels about my parenting. You know, as I say, I'm not perfect. 
we had some really good times and um, I've always been open with my children to let them talk to me and express how they're feeling and I really try to communicate well with my children to express to them that it's okay to make mistakes but you've got to be able and willing to correct them and to try to not to make them same mistakes again um and bringing up boys was a bit different because after that I had three boys and um, I had twin boys at first and they were quite reasonably easy to bring up they're really good kids um they never really gave me any trouble. They always listened, very respectful, um, always did as I asked. Um, yeah, so our relationship was really cool and it's still really cool right now. And um, I love the relationship that we have because we really talk in depth about everything. And um, I really love that, that we have that kind of relationship. And that was all nurtured out of my learning on how to communicate well with my daughter you know because as I said I was quite vulnerable in my relationship with my mum and therefore was really intentional about how I tried to speak to my children how I tried to interact with them spend time with them um, make them feel safe make sure that I provided for them the best that I could that they could feel safe you know so having that relationship with my children was really important to me because they were the only things that I had that were mine, you know? Um, and I really wanted to invest in them the best that I could. Um, and then with the tools that I had, there is no perfect mother. There is no perfect father. We are all imperfect people and we are learning this thing as we go along, you know? So, that's why it's so important to have really good sound-minded parents if you've got these great parents big you up big you up because um if you come from a good home that foundation is already set for you hopefully um and you can see for yourself with your own eyes how your parents communicate well with each other how they deal with situations of times when there may be lack um, how do they save? How do they interact with each other? How do you guys have fun together? You know, what are they teaching you? What are you learning from them? What example of from observation have you learned from them? You know, we are learning people by observation. And sometimes people don't have to say much to us personally, but just what we can see, how people are interacting with with their partners, their other people they're in relationship with gives us good examples and demonstrates to us how we should be communicating. If you come from a volatile family where there's always arguing and shouting, that's how you're going to verbalize yourself in your relationships. You're going to always think that that's the way to communicate because that's the only way you know. You know, people who come from backgrounds where their parents um, are fighting all the time, you'll notice that the men will be that dominant person because that's how they feel men should be. And then you've got the women who feel they have to be submissive and to to do as the husband says all the time just to keep the peace. You know, but if you come from a loving family, a grounded family who is just trying to do their best from day to day, your whole 
your whole perspective on relationships is totally different. It's totally different. So be that for yourself by analysing what you have seen in your parents' relationships. And it might not even be your parents' relationships. It even might be your auntie, your uncle. How good relationships, what do they look like? And um, try to merge this into the way that you're interacting with your own family or your future family. Say to yourself, you know, I'd like to demonstrate these good, healthy attributes in my own family. Talk this way to my family. Give this way. Show love and affection in this way. Because every day is a prime example to everybody of how we should be interacting and talking with one another. So when my children were in kind of primary school, the eldest three, I got in this relationship. And um, obviously, as relationships do, they start off really great and you're having fun. You like having this person around. They seem to be interacting well with the kids. Um, The kids seem to get on with him. That was fine. But when you start to settle down with somebody, like spend more time with them and they're coming around to your house, you start to notice things that are not healthy and you start to question is this going to be a problem and I realized that he was trying to be controlling I had a young daughter and I didn't want her to see that as a way to have relationships no man was going to come into my home and try to be controlling and try to be abusive to me whether I had children or not my mother's relationship at one point and I hated it and I always said that wasn't going to happen to me no man was going to come into my home with my kids and try to teach try to treat me any way in front of my kids or and if you are experiencing any abuse please please get in touch with people who can help you speak to your family speak to your neighbor speak to the police get help There are people out there who specialise in helping anybody in these situations. Please don't think it's going to be okay because you don't know what could happen. These incidents can spiral out of hand in an instant. So please be careful and be mindful of your own safety and your family's safety. So I chose not to be with somebody who was displaying these attributes because it wasn't healthy for me and it wasn't healthy for my family and I didn't want my boys even to see that to think that was okay for them to um, act in that way thank god that he wasn't really displaying that kind of thing when my children were in the house Um, so that was good I thank god for that so I just chose to get out of that relationship and then it took me a little while to get into another relationship because it wasn't just about me being in a relationship. I needed to consider others in my relationships that I got involved in. And um, that is what you've got to do sometimes when you're looking for a new relationship, especially if you've got, whether you've got children or not, you need to know what you can handle. Learn to love yourself first is what I would say. Because when you get into a relationship, you're so willing to compromise to bend to 
enable the relationship to work that you sometimes can lose yourself in relationships. So I will go into this in another podcast episode as well on how to be yourself in, be your true authentic self in relationships, because that's something that I had to learn. So yeah, definitely know who you are in your relationship and don't hide who you are in your relationships when you're meeting somebody. Like I love to sing and my neighbours, my children know, and I would go around my house singing every single day because that's that's my thing. I love to sing. So, you know, when you meet somebody, for example, and they don't want you to be singing, they're trying to steal something from you. That is who you are. You know, if they're not going to embrace you singing and being you, then that's a little nugget to show, do you know what, is this really going to work because if you're going to try to stop me doing things that I find pleasure and find happiness in then what else are you going to go and try to um control in my life because when you go into relationships you need to everybody's got their good and their bad points and there's going to be points that you're quite happy to live with because some of them are just like minor in it they just might irritate you a bit and then again these could be things that are detrimental to your life or death if you are feeling that you are in any danger, your family is in any danger, then these are things that you should not accept. You, These are things that you should find ways of getting out of this relationship because this is dangerous for yourself and those around you. Relationships are supposed to be common ground. We are supposed to be communicating well. We are supposed to be evolving and developing each other um, encouraging one another, um, speaking life into each other's lives. We are supposed to be helping each other to to grow. We are supposed to be um, that helpmate, that person to rely on, bring safety, bring warmth, love, affection, um, uh, and a mutual respect for one another. Relationships, as the word says, it's relational. Relational. We're supposed to be interacting with each other healthily. And this is something, as I said before, that we have to learn, we have to observe, we have to actively get involved in doing it. Sometimes we have to submit, sometimes we have to step back, sometimes we need to see the other's point of view um, and hopefully they see our point of view and we need to just work on it, communicate well so that each other can understand each other because men and women do speak a different language and we see things differently but the most important thing is communication communication with a level of respect is so important relationships is such a good topic to talk about so we will definitely go deeper into um, relationships and the many dynamics relationships can go into so this is a really good um, topic and I will go in deeper with this as I said so yeah so what have I learned from relationships um, relationships are definitely something that I had to work on and sometimes I had to see myself in the relationship and see the other person's point of view as I said in the beginning when I was speaking about how um, how my mother and I's relationship was, I had to later on think, 
of, okay, yes, I felt hurt um, from my mum, but what was she going through why she couldn't be that person that I needed at that time? Because there's definitely moments in my own relationships that I felt like I just didn't have the energy, I just didn't have the strength, I didn't have the capacity to give what the others may have needed at that time. So I can understand I'm empathetic to that season that she may have been in and understanding that when you're in these seasons, that it's hard to give. But when you're in those seasons and you have more clarity when you come out, I think it's very important to reconnect with the person that you may feel that you have offended, may have not been your best for at that time. And definitely, as I'm a big person on forgiveness and um, admitting when you're wrong. Um, So definitely admitting that you're wrong is not making you be a less of a person. It's showing that you are human and that you do make mistakes and that you are not perfect and admitting that you're wrong just helps that person to see you differently and to hopefully accept that because you've acknowledged that you have done something wrong and sometimes you know that person might just already know that you're in a season and have already forgiven you but it's just really nice to hear from you that you recognize that you did something wrong or you wasn't in that best place to give them what they needed at that time and it's all good and the love is there but sometimes you might really have to say you're sorry um acknowledge what you've done and that person might not be ready to forgive you but because you have stepped forward and made that um, acknowledgement that you have made errors, that goes a long way because that takes a lot of um, being humble, um, looking into yourself and looking at their perspective, which is a really good quality to, in, to, to engage in, to, to invest in because you wouldn't want that person to do the same for you. You wouldn't be able to receive that from somebody else if you felt that they had done something wrong to you. So, you know, as I said, you might not always get that back from somebody, but knowing that you have acknowledged that, it will make you feel a lot better in your, your journey and moving forward. Um, What did I have to work on? I'm still working on my communication. Um you know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, James 1, 19, listening and doing. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to anger. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. Being quick to listen was not always my best point and I had to work on that I would always want to speak first and get my point across Um, but no we have to kind of step back and listen first listen to what the content of their message is because not everybody's going to eloquently tell you 
their truth or have the confidence and the right words to express how they're feeling. So by taking that time to listen first. And as you listen, when it's time for you to speak, to not speak with anger, but speak with a conviction of what you believe is true. But the tone and the projection of your words need to be at a level that the other person can listen. Not be, feel threatened by or not heard or overpowered. Because God accepts that, yes, we will be angry at times, but it's how we are disciplined in the way we are angry, that we are not causing a sin because if you're being angry and causing harm to another person, that is sinful. If you're going to be angry and you're going to hurt somebody or you're going to speak to a person that causes them to feel extra hurt, that's not, that's not good. But you can speak to somebody with a disciplined mouth, with disciplined words, with a disciplined tone and disciplined actions. And then it comes out so differently. You know, sometimes we're speaking out of our hurts. Um, And if you listen back to um, how I speak to myself and others, you will hear that repeated, you know, the way that we speak to each other is really important. But that's the same for building relationships, the way that we listen to each other, the way that we respond to one another it's it's the same thing and we have to be disciplined in that area as well and yeah so that's uh definitely a point that I had to work on and by the action of what I needed to do I needed to be quiet sometimes if I didn't have anything positive to say at that time I'd just be quiet and if it took a day or two for me to you know configure myself get myself in some order and then speak to that person and say like, you know what, this is what's upsetting me today. And the, the way that you said this hurt me and um, your actions here um, hurt me. And so this is how I didn't want to respond. That's why I didn't respond to you as quickly as I should, would you would have liked to. But I'm responding to you now because I wanted to come back with more clarity. I wanted to be calm. I wanted to be at peace and and the words to come out with confidence and love, you know, it makes a difference. And, um, yeah, I had to understand in relationships, the action once again is to really think that we are all human to know that we are all human and we are, none of us have been given a, a, a handbook on how to be parents, how to be mothers and fathers, um, how to be husbands and wives. There is definitely guidance in the Bible and there are those self-help books, but you definitely have to seek out um, ways to have good relationships and how to um, live a life that is in harmony with others. Um, yeah, but the Bible will tell you exactly, you know, what we need to do. That is the best handbook I've found. And, um, yeah, just ask the Holy Spirit, just pray upon it. And, you know, you'll definitely find ways. The Holy Spirit's so good at 
revealing things about yourself. And when you listen and humble yourself and get out of your ego and step out the way and you listen to what the Holy Spirit's saying, it's so true. <laughs> He's so true. And um, when I've worked on those things that the Holy Spirit have pointed out to me, yeah, my relationships have been a lot better. So, yeah. So, yeah, definitely, guys, there are relationships is definitely something we have to definitely come back onto. Um, and the different topic headings will be something I'm looking forward to delving into a bit more. But today, um, one of the books that I wanted to recommend is um, we're going to go through this book for the month now. So we've had four weeks of Thelma Bryant um, with her homecoming book, which is such a beautiful, brilliant book. So I hope you guys have purchased that. Please let me know. Have you purchased that book? What have you been getting out of that book? And, you know, what paragraphs or what really caught your attention and what have you learned and what are you doing? You know, I'd love to hear um, your response. Have you been listening to her podcast? Please tell me what have you been doing with Dr. Thema? Um, so this book, um, I've also mentioned it previously before in, in other podcasts is what happened to you. And it's by Bruce D Perry, M D PhD and Oprah Winfrey. This is a conversation. This book is really nicely done. Um, Oprah, speech her words are in blue and dr perry's are in black and they have a conversation uh, about how the effects of um abuse effects of lack of good relational experiences trauma how it affects the brain um your emotions your memory um your sleep your appetite all sorts of things you know, I found this book really interesting. I'm just going to read a portion out of this book from the heading, How We Were Loved and Dr. Perry. Yes, belonging and being loved are core to human experience. We are social species. We are meant to be in community, emotionally, socially and physically interconnected with others. If you look at the fundamental organisations and functioning of human body, including the brain, you will see that so much of it is intended to help us create, maintain, manage social interactions. We are relational creatures. The capacity to be connected in meaningful and healthy ways is shaped by our earliest relationships. Love and loving caregiving is the foundation of our development. What happened to you as an infant has a profound impact on the capacity to love and to be loved. Oprah. The word love gets thrown around a lot, but really the key is how we were given care, how your specific needs were met. I'm thinking of what we talked about earlier with regulation. The baby will be hungry or cold, out of balance. And when the baby cries, expressing need, the caregiver comes and regulates the child. Dr. Perry, the caregiver coming to meet the needs of the infant is key. To the newborn, love is action. It is attentive, responsive, nurturing, care that adults provide. 
A parent may truly love his child, but if he is sitting at the computer posting on social media about how much he loves his child while the infant is in another room, awake, hungry and crying, the infant experiences no love. To the infant, skin to skin warmth, the smell of the parent, the sights and sounds of her caregiver, the attentive and responsive caregiver's action, that becomes love. The thousands of these loving, responsive interactions shape the developing brain to the infant. These loving moments literally build the foundation of the organisation of the mind. The pattern of stress activation created when the infant gets hungry, thirsty or cold and the caregiver meets the needs and gets them back in balance is the resilience building pattern we talked about earlier. Chapter 2, Figure 3. The moderately stressed infant cries. The cries bring the responsive nurturing adult to regulate them. And because the adults are present, attentive and responsive, their loving behaviours become predictable. When I feel hungry, I cry and they come and feed me. The infant begins to associate these responsive people with pleasure, substance, warmth, Her view of the world is being shaped. Remember our little girl in the airport? People are good. It is through these interactions that the child's worldview is built and depending upon the quality and pattern of the caregiving responses will build resilience and contribute to a sensitised, vulnerable child. How we love, how we care for one another, how we speak to one another, how we interact with one another is so powerful just remember that what you learn from your parents you can unlearn hopefully the damage is not done to an extent where it's unlearnable but believe me hopefully you can get to a place where just by reprogramming your senses your emotions your feelings disciplining them to a place where you are fruitful. You reject those negative words that have been spoken to you, negative relationships that you may have experienced, those negative observations that you have made by caregivers, partners, friends. The whole thing can be changed and you can be fruitful and show love, show respect, be kind saying lovely things to each other you know it's all changeable we can change and be that better person I really hope you enjoyed that part of that book which I will say once again is what happened to you by Dr Bruce D Perry and Oprah Winfrey really great book so this is a book that we'll be using this month as well So this is the song of the week and the song of the week is by Brian Courtney Wilson and it's called Be Still. Admittedly, I can be anxious at times as I consider the challenges I have to face, like when I work to get ahead and still fall behind. I start to wonder if I was meant to win the race, striving to do things right, but when things go wrong, tempted to hide but this time I will be still this time I will be still 
Thankfully, it is hard for me to keep feeling this way when I consider who is by my side. The Lord is my help, walking with me every step I need to take on this desperate days and the long dark nights. 24-7, he never sleeps. Thank you, Father. And when I remember it brings me peace, this time I will be still. This time I will be still. And the mountain has to move and the mountain has to obey the words that I speak and bow down to my faith. Because I got the work to do, I'm going to see it through. God showed me the way and I'm choosing it today. The mountain has to move. The mountain must obey the words that I speak and bow down to my faith because I've got work to do and I'm going to see it through. God showed me the way and I'm choosing it today. This is a great song for me um, and I hope you listen to it and be encouraged by this song because you know what all the tests and trials and tribulations all the dark times that I've been through I just I was thinking about this the other day it builds endurance it builds character it builds reliance on God it builds your faith it builds a deeper knowing of who you serve and you know what praise all be to God I don't get stressed about certain things anymore I don't waste time trying to do stuff in my own strength when I catch myself getting there I say Lord you need to help me because you are my strength you are my shield you are my portion you are my everything I can't do anything without you I am nothing without you because I've tried it all before people I've tried doing stuff in my own strength I've tried dealing with situations in my own strength but nothing beats coming to God laying it at his feet and just leaving it there it's not easy to do and it takes practice But all the tests and the trials that I've been through have shown me that just trust in him. Just believe in him. He's going to sort it out. It might not be in the time that you think, but he's going to sort it out. And you're going to think one day, wow, look what he's done for me. Look where he's brought me. And believe me, just by being still and trusting in him has brought me so far. So no matter what situation you're facing, whether it's relationship, financial, emotional traumas, hurt, pains, whatever it's sickness, whatever it may be, God's big enough to handle it and much more. So just rest in him. Stop striving to figure his stuff out by yourself. You know, yes, ask God for wisdom. Ask God to send people that can help you. But more importantly, have faith in him to do what he said he will do it's all in his words he will never leave you nor forsake you so rest in him plant your feet upon that solid rock be unmovable and that's what i've learned through everything that i've been through just to keep trusting him just to keep trusting him and that's how i hope intentionally because i know he will help me get through i know he will So that is it for this week, guys. Thank you for joining me. There are links to the song and the book in the episode notes. 
Who am I? I am Genevieve who is intentionally doing the work to know herself and hoping to see and love the newly discovered Genevieve. What I have learnt, what I am unlearning, how to discipline myself, what I accept and what I choose to reject. Thank you for listening to the end. I really value your time. I am intentionally hoping that I will see you next week. But until then, please listen to this episode again. And if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, please do. Don't forget to leave your comment, any questions and what you're discovering about yourself, what you felt about the books, check out the books. And please do DM me on Instagram at intentionally hoping. Sorry, let me say that again. You can DM me on Instagram at intentionally underscore hoping or email me at intentionally hoping at gmail.com. Follow me, rate, share, comment. And till next week, goodbye.